Okay, so I was going to go over some recent subfiling results that we've I've gotten with no local storage on Summit. So as you know, Summit has uh, NVMEs that you can access from a, a node, and then also has in addition to the GPFS system that you can write to. So in, in order to enable writing to a node local storage in batch, all you need to do is specify this B sub command. Is anyone see my screen? By the way, is it readable or should I make it? No, it looks good. Okay. So you can either, I have a script, so I just add it to my B sub commands, this alloc NVME. So that's all you have to do to be able to have a job access node local storage on summit. And then to write the, to the node local storage, you with subfiling, you just have to basically set this subfiling uh, prefix to where the the node local storage is, and on summit it's at mount bb, and then your username, whatever username that is. So when you run a job, then all your subfiling files will be on those node local storage. Just to remind you that when you have a job and you have um, uh, subfiling, you will have the stub HDF5 file, which basically just contains the a magic number. So it, if an application uses or wants to read an HDF5 file, it will find a magic number and say, yeah, this is an HDF5 file, but it doesn't have any contents. The contents of the HDF5 file are actually in the subfiles and they're usually split up. So in this case, it was four subfiles. So it's one, two, three, four. And then it has a, a, a node number, I node number, unique to the run. And then you have a config file that tells uh, what subfile names there are and other, other stuff. So you have these files um, that you, you have as a, result of, as a result of a run. Now, when you run it on a node local storage, since, for example, if you have four nodes and you have four, and you have one subfile per node, so that means that node zero will see you have one and it will also have the config file because by default the process zero writes the config file and that will be on node zero's uh, local storage and then the only thing that will be on node two for example will be this file here there's two out of four and then the only thing will be on node three and four will be the same so they'll split split up and you cannot access a node local storage from another local load another uh node. So what you have to do then, if you want to uh, put the files back together, so we have a utility called h5fuse that fuses, that takes subfiles and puts it into an hdf5 file. So if you want to do that, I'll get to that later, but first um, I guess what we did for this benchmark was use h5bench, which is uh, it's a program on GitHub available that you can just run um, different IO patterns. And for this, it's basically the VPIC application. And we're just using uh, studying writing for right now. And the file sizes was pretty small. I mean, it's for 21,000 ranks roughly. It's almost, almost a terabyte, but that's pretty small. But this is the size I've used. So I looked at these number of ranks and then I, I do weak scaling with the file sizes. So if we go back then, if I have all those subfiles for now, so 
for example, I'll have 512 for this because I do the default settings for subfilings and that the default is one subfile per node. I haven't played yet with using more subfiles per node and I haven't played with the number of servers per node. So I, and I haven't, and I did set the, um, the alignment to be 16 megabytes, but which works well for GPFS. I'm not sure that's actually needed for NVMEs. So that needs to be studied, but for now, I just use the same as got good results on GPFS, which is 16 megabyte alignments and 16 megabytes matches the 16 megabyte stripe size in subfiling itself. Um, so as I said, once the run is complete, then you wanna transfer the subfiles on a, the no local storage back to the parallel file system. So either you can, if you wanna preserve the subfiles, you can just copy them back from the, after your job is done, just copy them back to the parallel file system. Or what I did was use H5 fuse, which fuses the files back into a single HDF5 file from all the no, local nodes. Um, the thing is you have to, in order to access those files, you always have to run another uh, batch, another uh, well, equivalent to an MPI exact run, which in, so on some it's just JS run. So what you have to first do, h5fuse needs the .config file, and that's only on node one. So what you first have to do is copy that file back to the parallel file system so that when you we run the next command, all the nodes will have access to that config file. And we've discovered that uh, simple POSIX commands don't seem to work on the local loads, the node local system. So we had to, with the help of the, the help desk at, at, at our, our, uh, Oak Ridge, they came up with this command to be able to copy a file to the to the uh, the uh, parallel file system. I couldn't just for some reason I couldn't just do a copy star config to this that file. I had to do this find and then that. So it's the same with all the commands that you'll see that you have to do that. Um, there is a new option that we just added that Jordan added, and it'll be in one fourteen one that you can specify an environment variable and it will place that config file then in that location. So instead you'll set that to be the, the parallel file system. So you'll have to, you'll get to avoid that, having to copy that from one of the node local storage. And I mentioned that part about the wild cards don't really work on Summit. So you have to do kind of a workaround for that. Um, once you do that, then I do another uh, parallel run and this time I, I specify, so I only using one, uh, one uh, thread per node. So I don't need to run them all. I just need to run how many nodes or how many one thread per one rank per node. Since all I'm doing is copying uh, that, those subfiles. So that's what I specify here. And I just loop through, this is just part of the, the loop to do the benchmarking. So then you call the H5Q, which is just a shell script that calls uh, DD that copies, uh, essentially copies that into a, a certain offset in the HDFI file, which will be. And there's a few new options we've added since the 114.0 release of this, this um, script. So the first one, this dash R, we thought it might be helpful for people 
if they want to remove the subfiles as they're processing them and putting them into a HDFI file, so you don't have two copies, use up that could use up a lot of disk space. So if you if you specify dash R or move the remove the files as you are, are fusing them into the HDFI file, there's also an option to quiet the output that uh, H5 fuse normally does. And then you can give it, a, for this, you can give it a location of the config file. Because um, it always expects, technically this is getting run on a node. So it, it, with this, it normally expects that the config file will be available wherever you're running this script from. But this gives an option since the script file is in the parallel file system, then you, you can give it an option to where to find the config file. So now let's go on to the results. So this is running H5 Bench. And I, I plot the observed write time. And this is the number of ranks. Let me make this a little bit bigger. Uh, or smaller. OK. So the first, this uh, red is with, sub, with no subfiling to just the GPFS. So it scales as you would expect. So it's, again, it's weak scaling. So it's expected to increase as you increase the number of uh, ranks. And then the blue here is subfiling to GPFS. So we're just writing to GPFS. And you can see it, it performs much better than writing it with no subfiling. And it, it's a little bit better here than it was. I mean, it's ordered to magnitude better for writing to GPFS using subfiling. Then the blue, the um, green is now using subfiling to local load storage. And basically they're the same, it's, but you see it, do see an advantage. So this is running at uh, each case was run five times. And so this is the, the mean is the bar, you know, in the, the typical whisker plots. And these are outliner, out, out, outliners from the, the mean. And so you can see that even with um, going the using DD or you writing to no local storage is, is still much faster than uh, going to GPFS. Now, if you want to then fuse that, I timed just the the twenty one k one twenty one thousand ranks case, and so the blue is fusing it from a GPFS. So you're on GPFS, all the files are on GPFS. And you're just fusing it into an HDFI file. And that took about 50 seconds. So even if you consider the time to write that, which is 60 seconds plus another, so you're still below what it would have taken to do write to, to GPFS. So it's still a win for writing it to, with subfiling to GPFS. Now, if you were to do H5 fuse from the node local storage to the GPFS, this is this line here, and it's it was very fast. To, to do it that way. So even then it's at the total, I think it was roughly six seconds to do it compared to that's that's so that's with writing it all and then fusing it back to an HDFI file onto the GPF uh, GPFS file system. Um, so it's six, six seconds compared to a hundred and some seconds with no subfiling. Uh, so that's all I have right now. So we plan to do some more studies on Summit, particularly at, at probably the, the largest one with this 
50,000 ranks. Um, and then we also plan to study the effects of the number of subfiles on a, on a node local storage to see if that if there's any improvement by using more, uh, have some more subfiles per local load. Um, so is there any questions about that? We're pretty happy with this result. It scales very well. I mean, that's it's very, I mean, for weak scaling, this is very good results. I have to also check. This is with independent, which if I remember right, was better than collective, but I, I need to make sure that that's actually still the case on Summit at the larger scales. So I need to run subfiling on GPFS with collective and see if that's still, I'm pretty sure this was the best case though. That we could do with no subfiling. Is there is there any support? Uh, could you tie that into stage in and stage out? Well, in this case, stage out. I don't know. Is this Sloan, presumably, or what? What kind of? You would have system? to do this. You could do the same thing. You would copy your your if for no. Let me see. I mean, you wouldn't want to copy your HDF. If you have a single HDF5 file that you want to read from, I guess you'd have to, you I mean, to stage it in mm -hmm. to node local storage, you'd have to copy it to all the nodes, which would probably be a waste. Mm -hmm. But if you had your, if they were already broken into subfiles, then you could just copy each subfile to the node local storage and then read it in from there. That would be, you could pre stage it in that sense. Mm -hmm. So H5 diffuse. So to, to, to take big file and split it. Yeah, we don't have that utility. Oh. I guess we could do that. You could, there's no reason why you couldn't split a file. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that will be, be a good utility to do that. Uh, because you have all the information how the offsets should be. Right. Mm -hmm. As long as they match, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's an option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scott, and this report will be on website or? Yeah. Okay. It'll be, it's probably going to be for, it's for one of the milestones. So whenever that's done, I just kind of typed it up. It's not mm -hmm. just so I could present it. Anyway, so, mm -hmm. but yeah, it'll be available. And we're reading, we're still working on some issues for some reason it wouldn't, for no local storage, it, it wasn't able to read it back. So, cause uh, H5 bench can both write and read. And we weren't, I wasn't able to get the reading to work. So Jordan's looking into that. For no local, for, I mean, GPFS that worked fine for no local storage. This is kind of the first time that we've exercised it with no local. So that's why we kind of discovered, well, yeah, you need a config file and that, you know, it'd be helpful to have where to place that, which we weren't thinking no local storage when we have, we first wrote that. And I also have it, I also wrote H5 Fuse so you could run it in parallel. So if you have your files and you 
you just so if you're in GPFS and this was actually run, it can run uh, this script in parallel. So, but it in order to do that, you have to call another MPI program to get the. So if you're running a, a script in parallel, you have to somehow get your process ID. So it's a little bit more complicated, but you can run H5 fuse in parallel. Oh, but all the, all the access. Do you remember we have this new tool that Richard wrote? I forgot what what it's called to spawn in parallel. To run a script in parallel. Mm -hmm. Actually, any tool in parallel. Uh, I will find the name. It 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 was released, so it should be mother tools. Hmm. Yeah, because all I did was just I wrote an MPI program. I mean, all it does is just get the process ID and then writes it to the screen, and then I get that from the script to know which process is writing, so I can split up the work. He probably just, I mean, there's no other way to do it, I don't think. He probably did the same thing. I think it's H5D walk. D walk, right. Mm -hmm. right. Okay, I'll but look at that. It may not, uh, we need to think. But it may be, because it, it does all this parallelism for you. It may need some parameters, probably. I forgot now. It was quite some line. Thank you, Larry. Mm -hmm. And sort of just out of curiosity, the um, which sort of VFDs are part of the sort of subfiling stack? Is this eventually going to POSIX? Is there any MPI IO here or? No, it uses POSIX. Yeah. Oh, that's it. So, so which means we could technically also use this with Hermes, for example, with the Hermes VFD. Mm -hmm. And that would be interesting because then you would be writing these subfiles to to the hierarchy, which could include a burst buffer or an NVMe or something like that. And uh, that's interesting. Mm. But is it stackable? Can you use stackable with subfiling? Theoretically, you should be able to use stackable BFDs, but I don't, we haven't tried it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, isn't isn't the subfiling BFD itself is is non-terminal, right? It's it's terminal. I mean, it writes it, it writes the files through. It doesn't go back to the MPIO driver, right? Right, so, right. But but I mean, since it in turn calls the POSIX VFD, it's not terminal. It's the POSIX VFD. That's uh, I don't know if it's calling. I have to ask Jordan. I don't think it is calling the POSIX. I think it, it's, it's. I thought it was writing its own. It uses its own subroutines, it, I thought. Right. It uses its own driver. There are two right. drivers. One is subfiling that splits, and another one that writes. But right. it's, it's not SEC2. Um, no, it doesn't go back to the okay. SEC2 driver. Right, right. It has two drivers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that would be an interesting thing to explore. Um, because it's in a way uh, a, a, not quite, but a parallel version of the multi or the family. I forgot what we call it these days. Um, a split file driver or multi a split it's split yeah and uh, since Quince is here uh, question probably for him I thought that split file worked with the MPI IO 
Quincy, do you remember? Or it never did? No. Okay. Maybe he stepped away. Yeah, because uh, the whole point was of creating split driver to use MPIO to do big IO with MPIO and uh, metadata with some other driver to, with SEC2. But I couldn't find anything, so I may be mistaken. Maybe it was the wish, but we never implemented it. It's still, I found all slides from Red ASCII, ASCII Red, and it was performing better. Split driver without MPIO was performing better than MPIO on that system with GPFS. Maybe it's good to repeat that <laughs> experiment. Is there any other questions in general? I guess we can open up to that. I guess that's it. <laughs>